You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato, here with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a local uh, New Jerseyan as well, not super local, but at least uh, both being from New Jersey. Um, you know, but you said you're from the Philadelphia metro region Philadelphia area? Region. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a very small world and happy to have him here on his show. Bud Evans joins us and uh, he's a multifamily investor. He's also a single family investor. Today we're going to focus around why he's transitioning from single family investing to multifamily investing. That's a pretty hot topic for anyone who owns a few rental properties, you know, by single family, you know, kind of, we mean one to four units. Am I right with that? Um, Anything five and up is, you know, considered, you know, commercial multifamily, which is what, you know, my company and what we specialize in as well. So very curious to hear Bud's thoughts and why he's transitioning. He's also a realtor uh, specializing in, in, in South Jersey and, uh, He's the former mayor, mayor of Cinnamonson. Um, he's a retired military intelligence officer, uh, adjunct professor. So he's got a bunch of uh, stuff going on in, in his life and uh, really excited to have him here on the show. So thanks for coming on. It is my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Anthony. Thank you. Great. Um, so, yeah, so let's let's talk about how you got into real estate. Um, what what does your portfolio look like right now? Um, what's why are you so down on single fit? Not down, but you know, it sounds like you're you're looking to make some moves. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start with uh, while I was the mayor of Cinnamons in New Jersey from 2016 to 2018, uh, I got into economic development. I found a penchant for it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we got into a Lidl franchise. We brought them into town. We had a, uh, a, a, a Marriott that came in. We have a storage facility that we put in with a couple of pad sites. You know, uh, and we built an over 55 community with seven buildings, which we helped to raise all at the same time. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Well, as luck would have it, I was still active duty in the military at the time uh, on active duty orders, supporting a, as you you guys would call it, a drone unit. I call it our RPAs for remotely piloted aircraft. I got a promotion at work. I made I went to the rank of major and became the senior intelligence officer and was told that uh, I had to leave township committee. So I did. And I was a good uh, good airman at the time. And I found that I had 40 to 50 hours of my life back. So I'd always thought about getting into real estate, but it wasn't until the actual process of going through economic development that I, that I really started to enjoy it. So I jumped into an organization, found myself some mentorship and, uh, and started from there. October of 2018, I got into, uh, into this mentorship program. And in January of 2019, I got my first flip, uh, Within the first month, I had one flip and three rental properties. At the end of the first year, I had about uh, about 15 flips done, and we were at about 10 rental properties. And at the end of the second year, I had 10 wholesales, 30 flips, and 21 rental properties. Uh, now we're up to 50 doors personally owned. We're up to about 100 doors overall. Uh, and the reason that I was able to do that is because we transitioned from that single family mindset to the multifamily mindset. Uh, what we started doing was uh, targeting specifically five to 20 units, uh, looking for the mom and pop uh, properties that we could get, primarily because we found that we could get uh, those properties 
I don't want to say at a discount, but we could find inefficiencies in the way they were running things. And then using the income verification model, we could determine that they were running very inefficiently and then modify those. And even without increasing rent, immediately see a profit. And then within six months to a year, we could stabilize those properties into cash flowing assets. Yeah. And so where are, you know, you mentioned you do flips, you had some wholesales, you have rental properties. Where is most of that business located? Yeah. So most of it is between uh, South Jersey in the Philadelphia market and Pittsburgh. So uh, the South Jersey market, we go from Trenton, Mercer County, all the way down to Pensauk and Camden County. We also operate in Cherry Hill, Haddonfield, uh, those areas, uh, as far east as Browns Mills in Burlington County. And then in Pittsburgh, we are outside of the city, uh, primarily uh, McKeesport, Avalon, um, Pitcairn, those areas out in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have a large portfolio of single family properties out there. And, uh, and that's what really got us going into the, uh, the commercial multifamily was when we found a 75 unit. We couldn't close on that one. Um, we, we raised the capital, had the LOI in, and someone came in and outbid us in full cash. Somebody walked in the front door and bought the 75 unit full cash. So we got a six unit instead as a consolation prize. We were able to take that one down ourselves uh, within, you know, my partner and I, uh, and then we figured, well, if we can do it out there, why can't we do it here? And the next thing we knew, we had a couple of six units here an eight unit and another five unit uh, mixed use commercial. Excellent. Okay. So, so most of the, so the rental property is in New Jersey and the, I guess you're looking in Pittsburgh and you have some flips and wholesale. We did get a six unit in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then uh, through hard work and perseverance here, we picked up about 30 units last year in Jersey. Okay. No, that's great. And those 30 units is that spread apart, you know, like you mentioned between five and whatever. A size units it's not just one complex right yeah so we have uh beverly um pensaukin and two pensaukin one in beverly okay excellent and um so it sounds like a pretty prick quick uh progression um to basically dive into the real estate business but you got a lot of your time back is what i guess you're getting at so um is there something with the single family model where that seems to have taken up a lot of time, even with the flips is not, the flips aren't quick. Um, it's a lot of work. I'm sure you have a team around you that, you know, you mentioned you're part of that mentorship program. So usually there's a team um, that goes along with that. Um, you know, are you finding you're focusing more on the multifamily rental properties just because you're trying to leverage your time better? You, you know, you mentioned that previously. Yeah, great question. Uh, it honestly came down to property management. Uh, we had single family property management and I was managing the manager a lot more than I kind of anticipated. Uh, the other thing that we had was vacancy. So every time that we would have vacancy in one of our properties, we were at 100% vacancy for each property versus we have a six unit, we have one door that's, you know, that's fine. We're at 15% vacancy. Okay. Uh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't stop paying the mortgage for that particular property. And we can recover quite quickly when it comes down to turning that deal. Um, if we do have major damage or something to a unit, we we generally carry an insurance policy on each unit. And that pays for anything that's outside of normal wear and tear. It It all came down to how easy was it for me and my team to manage the manager and how much time would I be spending 
per property. And it all came down to it's an economy of scale. The more units I have per property, the easier it is for me to go through my day. And I am retired now. Uh, I retired three years early because of, uh, you know, because of uh, real estate. Uh, and and now I'm starting to build the portfolio using these multifamily deals. Uh, that's great. And so um, the multifamily portfolio that you have now, is that one manager you have for those properties? Um, I know you mentioned they're in South Jersey, which is great. So um, it, it would be different if, I mean, you had the one six unit in Pittsburgh. How does that, do you manage that yourself? And then you have a manager for the New Jersey units. How does that work? Yeah. So we originally started to self-manage over here uh, locally and then uh, just got too big. Uh, I don't have the bandwidth to cover all of the things that need to be done. When we switched from single family to multifamily, we are using uh, New Jersey Realty Solutions. I'll throw them a plug uh, because they're awesome. I'm actually walking a six unit tomorrow. We're going to be doing renovations on four properties there. They are geared towards uh, multifamily properties and single families are a side effect of being a property management company in this area. So they specialize in, in multifamily. It makes it a lot easier than trying to go the opposite direction as we found dealing with a single family property manager and then trying to get them to manage six units at a time, because there are some things that they just are not, uh, not that they're not capable. It's just that they're not familiar with how to handle those things. Yeah. Okay, great. And then, so um, you mentioned you have a partner. So what does the dynamic between the two of you look like? Yeah. So Matt Z, when I first started out, uh, was a private money lender. I started out with a company called JKS Homes, Just Keep Swimming, uh, was our was our catchphrase. Um, and uh, is funny enough, it was a Miami Dolphins offensive lineman who fell overboard on a boat and swam 16 miles. It had nothing to do with uh, Dory. So no Disney references there. Um well, Matt had been investing in our in our properties and and uh, lending us money, uh, you know, smaller loans and whatnot. And finally, he said to me, "Hey, what can I do to do what you do?" And I said, "Well, what are you asking me?" He said, "Well, what would it cost to get you out of your out of your deals, out of you know, out of your company?" I said, "300." He said, "Okay, done." I said, five. I should, I should have said five. And he said, "It's done. Still done." So, <laughs> yeah. And he is uh, quite literally a silent partner. In fact, there are times when I have issues getting him to talk. Uh, you know, hey Z, I need I need you to answer the phone. That type of thing. So he is he is absolutely fantastic, and I couldn't have asked for a better partner. So Matt is uh, Matt is a, a very uh, highly important person on the team. Um, but he put up all the initial principal, and I do all of the grunt work, so to speak. Got it. Got it. And so, in terms of uh, your future expansion, it looks like if you're going to be targeting these similar sized properties you could easily expand kind of keep it amongst the two of you and really need a ton of individuals involved. Um, and if that's the case, what's your ultimate end goal? Um, you know, obviously you're retired now. Um, what's, are you looking to pass down the wealth to children or what, what, what's kind of your end goal with, with this and how, how large are you looking to scale? Yeah, always. We're always looking to create a, a you know a legacy for our kids, right? Um, I do have a family trust that owns uh, Aim High Properties, which is part owner of Code Three and part owner of AAA Second Street, which is two of the companies that we own. We own a total of eight. We we own a hair salon. Uh, my wife manages it, and she is a hairstylist, so it's just a good fit. So we bought the place, and here we are. Um, our goal is one point two million per year in cash flow. Period. Uh, I could, you know, 
I could turn around and say something to the effect of, you know, to create generational wealth and make sure that my kids' kids don't have to work or something like that. Now, we have a specific number in mind. Uh, we're looking at 1.2 and then taking that money and throwing it into syndication deals. Okay. Yeah, that's a great way to have the, you know, spread the money out through, yeah. you know, the distributions that you're getting. Um, okay. So, and... And there is yeah. an altruistic section to that as well, because we yeah. we don't need that kind of money. And we're we're both very we're both very well off. I was uh, blessed enough to have done thirty four years in the military, so I I have a pension. I I get a VA kick in for that. I'm also a retired police officer, so I get a pension for that as well. My wife is still earning, so you know, essentially what we're looking to do, Anthony, is take the money that we're earning and then kick that into veterans' uh, mental health issues. Um, right. So I dealing with the VA, if you're not crazy when you start dealing with the VA and have PTSD, you'll have PTSD by the time you're done and go through the process right. of yeah. leaving the, the military. So we'd like to take a large portion of our income and donate it to that. That's great. Yeah. I love when there's a mission, you know, kind of a, a dual, you know, social aspect to, you know, your endeavors at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like it's definitely achievable. Um, so these are long-term cash flow type of what, what what kind of financing do you usually put on your multifamily properties? And you know, is you know the one downside to and there are products available for multifamily that are thirty-year mortgages. There are they're higher interest rates, um, th but they're fixed. Um, how do you finance your multifamily properties versus your single families? You you know, I, and obviously you you were doing flips, so you probably were you know you, you mentioned. Uh, your partner was your lender, so you're probably just paying it back every time you, you know, you refi or sell um, the single family. But these are a little bit different. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, sometimes it depends on the amount of rehab that we have to do. It also will depend on the size of the building. If we're looking at uh, a building that needs substantial renovations, we'll take out a bridge loan that'll cover that. We'll forecast, obviously, what we're looking at on the back end for the gross potential income and use the val value. Uh, you know, a value, the valuation method, income valuation method to, to forecast what that's going to look like in three to five years. We may refinance it at that time. I do, I do take long-term loans against these properties uh, with the intent that our goal is to hold these for, for the long-term. Take that 30 years, every bit of 30 years of depreciation that we can get. And I know that you can, you know, cost seg all that stuff and bring it all up to the 80% now up to the front. Yeah. Um, but what we're looking for is we're looking for the long-term play here. Uh, I am a real estate professional now. It wasn't last year, but I am now. So here we go, right? I'm looking for that big tax break this year as well. We're we're using this to offset our income. Uh, luckily enough, being a 100% disabled veteran in, in New Jersey, I don't pay property taxes. That's a benefit. Um, so I don't have as much to write off as Matt Z does. Matt is a coder and makes a ton of money and he has a lot of write-offs to claim. So mm -hmm. this definitely benefits him a lot more than it does me. But um, yeah, our, our goal here is to take a bridge loan if needed, then refinance out of that bridge loan. If we can increase the value, not if we can, if we always increase the value of the property one way or another, uh, and then we'll refinance out of it, pull some cash out. It's basically the Burr method on steroids. So to speak, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and we'll great. refinance into those long-term loans at that point. There are some times when it does pay to take a five-year, 10-year loan, you know, depending on what the what the end goal looks like. So right now, the six unit that we have in Beverly that we're getting ready to stabilize, um, we've we just took out a 30-year loan on that, uh, put 30% down, uh, and we're 
we're at a 2.02 um, DSCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just double check that. We're at 2.8. I'm sorry, 2.8 after all the renovations are done. And the, um, you know, but right now we're at 2.2. So, nice. and so is that a local banking relationship that you have? Yeah, so it, it is. Uh, so there's a, a friend of mine within my network, uh, Mark Abramovich from Mears Lending Group. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, Mark and I have had a relationship for the last four years. Uh, <laughs> Great story. He was from New York. Now he lives in Florida, but he and I will get together every once in a while and just fly out to like Houston for a conference and we won't go to the conference. We'll just hang out, (laughs) you know, and then we'll network with everybody at the conference, depending on the conference, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, And so for the audience listening, you know, you found your way into this through mentoring and coaching. Can you talk to us about, you know, if for someone listening, who's looking to get started like you and wants to end up like you on a similar path, what would be the recommended steps? Yeah. So first off, um, I'll give myself a plug, uh, Anthony, because I do work with Tarek El Musa and you can go through one of two ways. You can either go through homeschooled, which if you're looking to get into multifamily, um, he is more of a single family flipper. I, on the other hand, am a multifamily guy. So if you wanted to reach out, just go to budevans.com. Let's set up a 15 minute or 30 minute chat and we'll talk about the, the process there. But I am a guy who firmly believes in coaching and mentorship. I have a coach for physical fitness. I have a coach for my accounting. I have a coach for my bookkeeping. You know, I, I fully believe that if you want to get ahead, find the guys that are two to three steps ahead of you, uh, figure out exactly what they're doing. And if you don't have a how, find the who, who does have the how, and then attack that. Hire that person to help you out until you actually get full knowledge of what it is they're doing and then jump in. Sure. I love that. So the best way for the audience to reach out to you is through, you said, budevans.com? Budevans.com. Yeah, sure. Or they can look me up on LinkedIn at Howard Bud Evans MBA. That's Howard Bud Evans MBA. That's awesome. So we'll have a link to Bud's website, budevans.com, in our social media platforms, as well as on our iTunes description. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It would help Bud and our message get out to just a larger audience. That's just the way the algorithm works. So we would really appreciate that. And I really want to thank you, Bud, for your time again and for spending uh, a little bit of time here and hopefully talk to you in the future. Yeah, Anthony, thank you very much for having me on. I I noticed we have a lot of mutual friends. I just had Bob LaChance on our our podcast as well. So uh, I have have a couple of his his virtual assistants working with me right now. So that's excellent. I love your show, man. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, bud.